0: And this episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast is in part sponsored by Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. We're so happy to have them as a sponsor. 75 years they've been in Bridgeport, four generations of the Gray family, bringing smiles to the faces for people that come in and eat in Bridgeport. They still hand cut their steaks and you know that famous breaded catfish and Chip, what do we love at Gray's every time we go there?
1: Cheeseburgers.
0: Best cheeseburgers around. May I say double cheeseburgers? Or double cheeseburgers. (laughs) Double the burger, double the fun. Hey, give them a call. 618-945-9501. Dine in. Pick it up at the window. Just make sure you tell them when you stop in that you heard about them on the old school Red Hill podcast. We'd appreciate it. Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. People State Bank, four great locations, Sumner, St. Francisville, Lawrenceville, and right there in Bridgeport. Stacy Moore, former Red Hill student and athlete. We appreciate your sponsorship as People State Bank builds relationships with farmers and their families and all kinds of businesses to help you with your financial needs. And and don't forget that they have always sponsored the 4-H Fair and Lawrence County Sports and, and the Pack the Place and academics. So all kinds of things that they support the county for. So we appreciate their sponsorship at those four locations, People's State Bank.
2: Every step by- I just
0: love that part. I had to turn it back up for a second. I started to talk and ruin it. Thank you for joining another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. We appreciate having you here, and we've got a very, very special episode tonight. But first, I want to thank Gray's Restaurant, Andrew's Insurance, Griffin's Pizza House, People's State Bank for being such gracious sponsors and uh, helping us out as we produce these podcasts for you. We're, we're enjoying doing it each and every time we do it, at least every two weeks. We had a little bit of a uh, a bonus episode last time when we played a bunch of music. I hope you enjoyed that. It, as we record this, it hasn't dropped yet, so I'm looking forward to some feedback. Uh, I'm not sure that people are going to love it or if they're like, what the heck are these guys doing? But we had a whole lot of fun doing it, and uh, when I talk about these guys, the uh, producers, writers, and do everything of this podcast is David King, Gary Emmons, and Chip Jamerson. How are you, fellas?
2: Doing great. Doing awesome.
0: We've got a good, good one tonight that we haven't teased the heck out of. Just kind of, I don't know, we kind of thought this might be a good one uh, for a sort of a surprise.
1: Chip, who we got? I'm very excited about this episode. So so this person we're going to have tonight, if you're anywhere from the age of, I'd say, 25 to 55, which is, would be the majority probably of our – listeners, I know we have some listeners older and some younger, but the 25 to 55, you either had this man as a, um, seventh grade social studies teacher, um, a basketball coach, a track coach, a softball coach, or maybe, maybe all four. Uh, if you didn't, if you're older than that, then your kids probably, um, had this, uh, this next guest as, um, as a teacher, as a coach, so um, you may know where I'm going with this now. But we're very excited to have Coach Richard Dixon as our guest tonight. I can't wait to talk to him here in a few minutes.
0: When I when I first started, you know, just we decided we wanted to, to get a hold of Coach Dixon and, and talk to him, and he and he, he was very uh, very eager to do it. We were so happy about that. And the first thing I thought of is just what a nice man.
1: Yeah yeah I, I think that anybody all all those thousands of people uh, that have uh, had him as a teacher and coach would I think would all echo that that statement.
3: yeah, definitely one of my favorite teachers and coaches of all time for sure.
1: Dave has a little bit of an issue
0: as he was on top of the free throw ladder one time and didn't make ah. the team. I don't know if that's going <laughs> to come up
1: during. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that'll come up or not. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> We
0: should lead off with that, Dave, Dude. Coach. Exactly <laughs> so how no, was, that? I was uh,
1: it, so I remember the free throw ladder was those little magnets on an orange yeah. magnetic board that you. Um, sure. So you had to beat
2: Alan Walls for well, the, you know, well the free throw ladder was separate. That was okay. I, I won. I won that. So I this had is a, eight.
1: So you're on the seventh grade team. So right? this, is on, a, this, this is a this is
2: I was on the seventh grade team. Okay. This is tryouts for the eighth grade team. Um, so I win the free throw ladder. Um, but then, when it comes to cut time, I didn't actually get cut. But there's only 15 eighth grade uniforms.
1: Okay, around. I remember this now. Yeah.
2: So it's me and Alan Walls, one on one, like an actual for the, for the eighth grade for the eighth grade uh, uniform.
0: Man, He's they quick. They should have sold tickets to this.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would. I would love to like. I would love to like see a video of. It. <laughs> I forget what it was too. Seven Eleven, what whatever it was, but I lost. Okay. Um, so, so I get seventh grade uniform number twelve. I get into the I get into the locker room. I try to put it on. It stops like right above my top of my uh, my gut. Oh, okay. No. Not gonna not gonna fit at all. So I uh, so I that, ended my that uh, ended your uh, basketball. I, I, okay, well, I, didn't I, get
1: cut. Then you were you you were kept on the team. All right. So
2: he offered. he then offered like yeah you know, after that when that didn't fit he said you can get in the uniform man." but if that's at that well, I mean, point and he
1: would have done i mean one of the nights he would have
2: yeah. done it but at this point i'm number 16 on the team i
1: mean
2: <laughs> right. i think i got in five games a year before as the as, the, as a 15th guy you know
0: the only thing the, the only thing that got cut well. was when they had to cut that jersey <laughs> off of it because it didn't fit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well we're like I say we're really happy to have uh, have coach Dixon on the show and we will take a quick break from uh, from a sponsor and then we will get right into the interview with coach teacher Richard Dixon. If you like the Pizza House pizza when I delivered it to your door in 1987 you're going to like it in 2020. Griffin's Pizza House 618-945-3663 they're open Tuesday through Sunday from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. And they've got that new deal. Employee picks the pizza of the month, which in December, it is going to be a chicken Alfredo
3: pizza
1: and i got a chance to talk to tyler a little tonight when i stopped by to get the pizzas and he let me in on some of the 2021 pizzas that are coming up i don't want to give those away now he's ready to release those publicly but uh they're really trying some new things they got some employees that are really thinking outside the box with some new pizzas so he's keeping that traditional pizza that we all love from pizza house but he's putting his own twist on things with the new the pizza of the month some new things and the uh, the ice cream year round um so um, Dave, you get scoop. Pizza House quite a bit, right?
2: You enjoy uh,
0: Yeah. It? Yeah, that's awesome. And as Chip has been privy to, lots of good things to come from Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Remember, 945-3663. Andrew's Insurance in Bridgeport, right there at 542 Main Street. Get a hold of those guys. They'd be happy to help you. They are independent insurance agents, and they'll be happy to uh, help you with your farm, commercial, personal insurance needs. Justin and Terry have been longtime supporters and coaches and and everything else for Red Hill Sports, and we we truly appreciate them uh, sponsoring the podcast. Get off your seat and on your feet. And rush down to 542 Main Street and Drew's Insurance Agency. They will be happy to talk to you and with a big old smile on their face. Our featured guest this week is one that we are so, so happy to have on the line. Uh, he was the Red Hill Junior High basketball coach for a long, long time. He coached Red Hill Junior High track and field, Red Hill Junior High softball, even had a short stint under Coach Ray at the varsity level, and uh, a longtime 7th grade social studies teacher, and probably what we think, Coach, you might be the teacher slash coach that has touched more Red Hill students <laughs> than anybody else, Mr. Richard that's, Dixon.
4: That's quite possible. I, I I've talked for 34 years. I've followed 3,000 students and uh, a bunch of ball players, and so I I might be. Yeah,
0: well, right. well, you know, we, Chip said that to us, and, you know, we all got to talking. You know, that very well may be correct because with all the basketball yeah. players and then, you, you know, a lot of kids went out for track and then softball. Yeah. So, yeah, with without a doubt. So, you know, let's just start um, – Let's start where you're at now. Where are you living and and
4: what all's going on in your life? Well, I uh, retired from teaching in 2010, and my wife and I moved to Evansville, Indiana, and uh, got a little house on the lake down here. Uh, So I'm enjoying enjoying being retired. Miss coaching, of course, but uh, I enjoy being retired.
0: Oh, I bet so. Um, what do you do to to keep your time? You, you do any sports, well, or what kind of activities you got going <laughs> that's on? That's
4: kind of hard these days, especially. But uh, I uh, fish. I fish quite a bit. I used to play golf, like you say, but I don't do that much anymore. I bought a metal detector uh, about three or four years ago, and a metal sign Oh, is that right? I like to travel, life. Cool. So, like, it's kind well, of hard finding something to do now. <laughs> well,
0: I got to ask, what's the yeah. most interesting thing you ever found with your metal detector?
4: Well, not very much. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, a couple of rings. Have, right ha,
0: have you paid for the metal detector yet?
4: <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But I tell you what, it's a it's a hobby that gets me out of the house, and I, I get some exercise, and so it's it's been fun.
0: Uh, that's awesome. So talk about, if you could, um, where you grew up, where you went to school, um, what kind of sports um, you and, and I'm sure your, your brother Dennis played together during that time.
4: Yeah. Well, I, I grew up near Omaha, Illinois. That's about an hour west of Evansville, in Illinois, the county that joins that Indiana. And I played basketball, of course, <laughs> from the sixth grade through high school. And uh, I played for a coach by the name of Bob Dallas. And right, one was, of the all-time uh, greats. At, at one time, the second winningest coach in Illinois. Was about 800 victories. So oh, oh. I don't know where he stands now, but uh, he was a good coach. Um, two years after I graduated, uh rich Richway, name of the school I went to. Uh, they won the state championship in small schools. So. Okay. Were they the uh, Were they the Eagles? The Eagles, yeah. Okay, that's, that's what right. I thought. Yeah. Uh, Lawrenceville won it in '72, and Ridgeway won it in '73. Okay. I graduated in '71, so.
0: Okay.
4: Now on that team, because I, um,
1: you what? I had Rob, Rob, Robin was my third grade teacher, and she's one that really kind of got me into like being a historian uh, of yeah. high school basketball. She had a, an IHSA book in her classroom. And really? it had all the state champions in it. I remember, she used to show me that Ridgeway team and yeah. talked about how you were from there. And yeah. um, there was a Dixon on that team. Now he was your he was was he a cousin? The one that was on that team? Yes, yeah, so Mike
4: Dixon was my cousin, my second cousin.
1: Okay, and he was yeah, because I remember team, the name,
4: Brett Browning, and that, yeah,
1: oh yeah, Brett, good uh, bunch. Yeah, because I whenever I, I look at that team,
0: I think small, about that
4: small school, middle school. So.
0: now, where were you and Dennis age wise, coach?
4: Uh, Dennis was six years older than me, and my, my, my brother Don is eleven years older than me. He's okay. in Carmi.
1: Okay, he coached he was, Karma
4: all those years.
1: And yeah. I think we're going to get into some of those junior high, some of the great coaches in the NEC in a little bit. But was he coaching okay. junior high basketball like at the same time? I think at the same time I was in school, he was coaching Carmi junior high, wasn't he? Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, we definitely had some battles against them.
4: Yeah, oh, you yeah. know,
0: I remember that now that you say that. But now, just... many,
4: many good battles. Yeah. <laughs> once time, awesome.
0: <laughs> now, where is Dennis now?
4: Dennis is still in an gnawing, uh, and he's retired too, of course. And just we, he's going to Florida for uh, three, four, three or four months, starting in January. And I'm going down there for two months, starting in oh, January. So oh, awesome! <laughs> That's great. Yeah.
0: What part of Florida do you go to?
4: Well, I'm going to Destin. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. So, Good deal. We'll so make,
0: We'll be making a trip down there in June for Gary's wedding.
4: Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So uh, what about once you
0: graduated, what about college?
4: I uh, went to SIU. I wrote to SIC first in Harrisburg. Okay. And then went two years to SIU, Carbondale. I graduated from Carbondale in uh, 1975. And uh, Red Hill's first, first job offer I had. Really? It was because, uh, I think mainly because Dennis was already there. And, yeah. And uh, they needed a social studies teacher, and that was my major. So uh, I got the job. Yeah, yeah, that... So
1: so did you start with seventh grade social studies and teach that all the way till 2010? Was that your. I did. I wow. sure did. I, I, when I You don't see out, that very often where one teacher's in the same yeah, it, position.
4: When I started out, I I taught a class called Minorities. You know, blacks and Mexicans and Jews and and Indian Americans and all that. Yeah. And I taught that for, I think, about three years. And then somebody suggested that we need more world geography uh, involved in our curriculum. So I taught a a semester of minorities and a semester of world geography. I taught that. For a few years, and then went all geography, and uh, I taught that till the end. So, and you weren't coaching I when added, you for- uh, I taught taught uh, keyboarding to seventh graders. Oh, okay. Uh, for a few years at the end too. So, huh.
0: and so you th- those c- first couple of years you weren't coaching.
4: well I coached all the way through. I coached uh, fifth, sixth grade. Oh, you did? Okay, I didn't know that. For uh, for three years. In fact, my first fifth grade team was undefeated. Really, Two, fifth and sixth grade, Keith Frohawk and okay, so you had Frohawk in fifth and sixth grade, yeah. Darren Thomas, <laughs> you probably something remember those guys? Oh
0: yeah, yeah well, for sure. Matter of yeah, fact, definitely. we we had a big Keith Frohawk Keith discussion. Or, yeah.
4: Keith Marks, yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, so then, so you did that for a few years. Now, then you moved up in the what 79-80 season. You you assisted Coach Ray at the varsity level, correct?
4: Yeah, coached. Uh, Fifth and sixth grade for years. Then I assisted Coach Ray for a year, just one year, yeah. and then my brother retired as coach at Red Hill, uh, and I come and took over Did that you... fifth year. Or so
0: okay, now you know, and I had completely forgotten that you you assisted Coach Ray that one year, and yeah. I, I was reading reading the kind of the preview article in that that uh, year's Daily Record. And I, uh-huh. and I saw that probably – that's one of my favorite teams as, a, as a, a little chubby kid sitting in the stands watching <laughs> it. I, I love that team, and, and I love the picture of, of Terry McAdow in the paper yeah. with a big beard. It looks like an, yeah. an old NBA picture. And <laughs> they like 25
4: years old, doesn't they?
0: So. <laughs> you have any memories of that team with, with Kurtz and, and, and McAdow and Billy Hughes and those guys?
4: Well, I just remember they were uh, – a decent team, you know, they've had about a 500 record, I think, and uh, they played hard and everything, so uh, it's been a long time. So,
0: and just to touch on your teaching while we were, we were talking about that, you had, you know, mentioned that you were that. The same building and and, in the same, basically the the same discipline the whole time. Can you talk about some of the relationships you had with those junior high teachers there in Sumner and, and do you keep touch with them today or or just talk about that? Well, I
4: tell you, I I loved every one of them. I I couldn't have a better bunch of uh, teachers to work with. And yeah, I still have uh, many of them on Facebook about uh, my married, uh, Zwilling and, uh, Amy Bryant or Amy Baker and just on and on. And, uh, yeah, I, still do. Mr. Rouser, of course. Yeah. And, uh, uh, many of them since you left too. Oh, I bet.
1: <laughs> and I'll tell you, what, I, and I'm, I loved all my teachers from seed school all the way right through Red Hill high school. I just think yeah. unit 10 had so many good teachers, but that Red Hill junior high staff, I just kind of going down, writing down some names. I don't know if you're going to uh-huh. find a better teaching staff than what we had there at, uh, yeah. I mean, just in that one hallway, you've got Dixon, Dixon, Zimsky, and Bowser in one little hallway. I mean, yeah. it doesn't get much better yeah. than that. And then you go down and Long you got... variance experience
4: there, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. And then
1: Mr. Waite in science. I mean, it's like having a college professor as your seventh grade science teacher with Mr. Waite. And then, of course, the language arts department with yeah. Mr. Yeah. Frohawk. And... I never had those two. I had Frohawk for everything. But, yeah, I mean, the teaching yeah. staff was incredible there. Mr. shane yeah, mrs. Wait and mr. Fife. we get to mrs. Wade a little bit yep. later we talk about some people that were instrumental in junior high basketball but yeah yep. um, um so many good teachers at the junior high well thank you
4: well so how how that. was
0: it working for warren p miller
4: uh it was okay <laughs> 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 i worked for five different principals so i okay I, I liked all of them i worked for jerry jerry uh Schaefer, yeah. To Start with. yeah yeah uh, Warren Miller, uh, Mr. Kimball and Mr. Doherty and, uh, that, uh, Gary Huber. And I finally, it's uh, Todd Tiffany. Like okay. Six different guys there. So I, I, they're I, all pretty, pretty good guys. I,
0: I just, I, I was scared to death of Warren Miller <laughs> <You know that? laughs> and he did the yeah. weirdest thing. I remember he would, he wouldn't let us go to our lockers. Between, I don't uh, know if you remember this. He wouldn't let us go to our lockers between periods because he said he hated the yeah. sound of lockers slamming. So we're carrying all of our books around yeah. for our boarding.
1: Such a. I do. So I'll Mr. C and Mr. Dixon had the best classrooms. Also, it's like I don't know were they newer than all the other classrooms. <laughs> they just seemed like they were like more modern than. I would agree well, with they that. Were, and they were. They the were. Those,
4: like those classrooms were built uh, at one time on top of that wing blowing. Okay, and uh, we got Mr. Simski and I got the got the new classrooms. Yeah, because I it was a lot out, different than
1: the, the two classrooms across from you. They were definitely older classrooms than than yours. Yeah, so. yeah they were older. I started out yeah. with Mrs.
4: Roach was at. Okay. Uh, That
0: okay? That was my
4: classroom. Yeah. yeah, and then I finally moved to the one I finished up in there.
0: So, so let's talk about your assistant coaches throughout you know the time there. Um, I know. Of course, you kind of. I think maybe one of the last ones was Mike Sampson, and of course Coach Bowser, and then, and and I think your brother and you coached together maybe. But could, let's start off. Can you talk about Mike Thomas?
4: Yeah, Mike. Mike, uh, when I first got the job, uh, he was kind of new too, and uh, <laughs> there wasn't many, many other uh, options uh, to coach that time, so yeah. he was willing to come on and help and. Uh, he did a good job. He's, he's my disciplinarian. he kept, (laughs) (laughs) I I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: thoroughly, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And and you, you guys were almost like a comedy duo, like Laurel and Hardy (laughs) or something, you know, one, one kind of straight laced guy. And the other one, you
4: never knew what the hell
2: he was going to do. I was going to say Uh, complete, complete opposites. (laughs) You probably
4: remember him eating popcorn on the bench. Well, I I remember, do
0: you remember where he kept his bag of popcorn?
4: Oh, not really. In his in his coach.
1: suit <laughs> in his suit jacket, so he would have okay. it in his front pocket. Yeah, he'd always have a jacket on at every game. That's where he would keep the popcorn. I remember that. Yeah, uh, oh, I remember him smoking different. his pipe in the locker room too. That's yeah. you don't yeah, see. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. don't see anymore. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> coach, I can't tell you how many times I've told my kids and and their friends would we'll just talk about you know things how they're different now, and I said you guys are never going to have a basketball coach smoking a pipe in the locker room. Like I, I
4: That's right. <laughs> That's for sure.
0: Now, do you do you keep in touch with with any of any of those old old assistant coaches? Yeah, I, I got countries?
4: Mike on Facebook. Oh, uh, good. I had the Sam Salting also as my assistant, uh, Jeff Beard, and then Mike Sampson was there's a teacher there. Yeah. at uh, Red Hill, and I finished up there. Eric Adams. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. You know, I don't know but Eric, but he was a good player at Red Hill for. Yep. Uh, yeah, I coached our, Eric in football. He was a, a, a basketball-aholic. <laughs> he loved the game, and he, he, uh, he did a good job uh, coaching, too.
1: Yeah, so I think he still helps out. I know he coaches the track, and I don't know if he helps out with basketball or not. I'm sure yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if he's coaching some basketball at some level there at Red Hill now.
4: Uh, who, Eric? Yeah,
1: I can't remember. Uh, I know he coaches track. I don't know if he's coaching any basketball right now or not. He, I think he got a job as a safe policeman,
4: so I don't oh, know okay. if he's coaching anything right now. Oh, all right. So, a brand new father and yeah, everything else. So. so let's talk about
0: some of the players and teams that, that you had um, okay. throughout your years. And I know, you know, we're, we're putting you on the spot a little bit because you coached a whole bunch of them, but who comes to yeah, mind first off, you know, maybe from a player standpoint?
4: Well, I, I, I anticipated this question, so I made a list of players. Oh great.
1: <laughs> I've got nine. a list too, so I'll see how many of your players I had I'll see how many I got right here. Okay. Here yeah, we
4: go. I, I was probably a bunch of them. I out okay. Troy Reinhardt. That was my first year. Okay. He was a sixth grader. Uh, Keith Prohawk. Uh Brian's gonna like this next one, Brian Emmons. <laughs> he, he, right? on he,
0: he was a hell of a player.
4: <laughs> he was a good player. <laughs> <He was. laughs> uh, Stacy Moore was a pretty good player. Uh, Clifford York, probably, without a doubt, the best of all time with Brandon Smith. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. definitely. Uh, Corey Ray, Eric Holt, Rob Waller, Matt McCullough, uh, Matt Worth, Trevor Albertson, Steve Wilson was a good player, Travis Stolting, Landon Leafy, Bobby Stevens, probably the quickest first step I ever coached, uh, Josh Hawkins. Jared Bryan still holds the all-time scoring, uh, scoring record at the Red Hill Junior High. Okay. Uh, Billy Gray, Ben Beard, Chris Wampler, and probably there at the end, uh, Jake Allen and uh, Curtis Anthony and Robert Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a long list. Yeah, a, it's a lot of good players. <laughs> they're all, i tell you that you can, you can make several good teams. If you just took those players. Oh my. Yeah. And they're all good kids too. One
1: well, of course, my, my very first junior high basketball game, I think, um, we played down at Carmine to open that season. I was on the seventh grade team and we won that game It was a close one. We had, we weren't really challenged in fifth or sixth grade. And then we, Playing any C teams got a little tougher in seventh or eighth and seventh and eighth grade, but we came out on top there against Carmi But the big story that night, of course, and we can't have a podcast without talking about um, Dave Hobbs's 37 point yep. performance that night down at Carmi. Um yep. Yeah, I mean, you scored every point that game for those listeners yep, that sure are aware <laughs> of that. It, it was amazing. So I think we came up short in that game, but yeah. He yeah,
0: scored I, like every said, point?
4: Yeah, he really? scored every point. We uh, first of all, Stacy Moore set the record at thirty-five. Yeah, and then Dave, Dave Hobbs uh, set it uh, at thirty-seven. Wow, he had thirty-seven points. He had every point we scored that night. Wow, and uh, amazing. You'd think he uh, shot a lot, but the rest of the team was over twenty-one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he had every point. We lost by seven points. Wow! And then uh, Jared Bryan uh, came along in a regional championship game against Olney. We 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 probably would have won that game uh, had Ben Beard State at Red Hills. He at Red Hill for seventh grade year, and he moved to Albany. And so he had he's that big, good player. And uh, Jared had forty four points. And that's uh, incredible! Junior they, high basketball they, game. Well, Something like 68-62 uh, or something like that. And so it's a good game. So.
0: Yeah. Um, just fine. you talk about. Well, first of all, I want to go back to that. So you said the rest of the team was zero for twenty-one because you just hear yeah. that and you probably just figure <laughs> he that he took all the shots. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah, yeah, you did, but uh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he just he was a he's a good player. He's a big boy. Uh, see that the, the the year before he uh, replaced. Lance Smith. See, we, we, uh, going into regional, Lance Smith, uh, broke both these, uh, arms, broke both these wrists. In really a really uh, accident,
0: wasn't it? Oh, I oh, forgot oh, about
4: that. I yeah. didn't did accident. He's in Chris, don't have Chris and Simon. Yeah. And he broke, broke both, both his wrists. And, uh, we had to play the regionals without Lance. And we end up winning, uh, Beat Lawrenceville, I think. And uh, then we had to go play here, uh, Caro. And uh, just so happened I had a seventh grader named Dave Hobbs, <laughs> a pretty good player. So <laughs> he came up and filled in for us.
1: And, and, you, and I've talked about this on one of the other uh, podcasts. Um I think it was. It may have been my first time ever going to a junior high basketball game. I was in sixth grade that year that uh, the eighth graders played Lawrenceville in that regional championship game. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, yep. that atmosphere that night in that gym was – That's right. I've never seen an yep. atmosphere like that for a junior high basketball. It was packed, and it was yep. loud, and it – and I was so excited to be a junior high basketball player after being there as a sixth grader watching that. It was it was incredible. Um, and yeah, Red Hill it, it won was, the game.
4: Boys, that way when we played Lawrenceville. we played them three times that year, and we won one by two or three points, and they won one by two or three points, and then we beat them in a regional championship by two or three points again. Yeah. Uh, so my my uh, the teacher I taught with that time, a uh, math teacher. Asked me to predict the score, and I think I predicted within a point or two. So, yeah. low 50s to uh, up 49. So, and it
1: just kind of makes me think, um, like junior high basketball, it, it was like big time back. And I, I know to, maybe it is to kids now, but just like I remember, like, I think you would be like, weren't you interviewed at times like on the coach's corner and things like that on Waco radio? Um, Cause I, I remember like when we were, when we would play Lawrence, cause I was in Brandon's class. So we had those battles uh-huh. against Lawrenceville when I was yep. in junior high. And, um, yep. and I remember you talk you talking about how they're going to be hanging from the rafters. I, I've never heard the term hanging from the rafters before <laughs> until I heard you say it. And, and, uh-huh. just, and I, I just love how you took it seriously and, um, it made it a big time atmosphere, which is within the program. I mean, things like yeah. I remember we were in eighth grade. We didn't get as far as we had hoped that year. But um we like that, you were already receiving newspaper clippings about we were, Mount Ver we had our eyes on Mount Vernon was a team we had our eyes on if we yeah. could get out of regionals and um like was, uh, you were already I was, looking I was, ahead and one scouting. Of my things.
4: major disappointments in coaching was that that, that, that team lost. Uh, they lost to Carmine. Mm-hmm. after we had beaten Carmine by seventeen points. Yeah, at our place earlier in the year, and we, it was semis, actually, actually the of regional. Yeah, and Carmen. Karma Car- had a good team. They had Great House, most right. players. And, uh But uh, we were nineteen and two, I think, that year. So yep. it was, you got you exactly got right. Good. And um, and
1: Brandon was amazing. That uh, he may have had his You're best amazing. game of his career, it, but Great House was. It was just a bow. They both yeah. had about thirty that night, I think. And yeah. Um,
0: You know, we always joke every one of these, we'll bring something up and we'll, we'll say, well, that'll get its own podcast sometime, but that's one for sure. I mean, obviously Brandon is going to get his own podcast and that could be one that contains a lot of people and a lot of coaches and players, but can you, can you just talk about Brandon and and coaching him and, and just what a special human being he was?
4: Well, he was, uh, I, of all the, the kids I listed earlier, uh, he might be my favorite of all time. So, yeah. he's a bright kid, a bright kid. Uh, I don't think, to think no, no offense to any of you guys, but yeah. I think he might have been the smartest player I ever coached. He's, smartest uh, he's the smartest person I've ever known, so yeah, it's no offense at all, so. <laughs> he, he was a left-handed uh, post player. Uh, he knew how easy his body ran. He had such a feathery touch to run the basket. Yeah, uh, He hustled all the time, and he, he was just great. Great player to coach. Yeah, he was. And our know, the team was. The uh, whole team was good. Eric Colt, and Corey Ray, and Gene Allen, and Matt uh, Gentry, and Chad Andrews. They were all excellent players. You know, and you had, you had
0: kind of a run there. I mean, I know you had some good teams at other times, but you had a run there, especially in those years from maybe from like that Lance class down through Brandon's those few years. Those group of yes. kids had such an IQ for sports.
4: That's right. They did. Yeah, they were uh, they were excellent. Uh, I remember during that stretch you're talking about, I uh, we beat Lonnie eight straight times, oh, <laughs> and wow. of course I lived in Lonnie. Yeah, so really. Right. Pretty good pleasure to for me to beat them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a good stretch there. We won won a lot of games.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. So obviously you had. You know, you had a lot of success at the junior high level w- through coaching changes. Mike Ray leaves. Did you ever have any aspirations of of coaching at Red Hill, or or did you ever interview and think about going outside of of that school district as a varsity coach?
4: You know, I never did. I really didn't. I was happy where I was at. I I had some good kids to work with and good coaches, and I uh, just got entrenched at Red Hill. And I I stayed there through the whole time. So okay. Uh no, never never didn't envision leave. I had well, I had one offer when I was still pretty young. I I grew up uh in Omaha and it's near North City.
0: Yeah. And
4: they had a an offering for a junior varsity basketball coach. And I considered it, but I didn't take it. I say it real big, Yeah.
3: I had a question for you, coach. Back, you know, obviously in the high school, you have an athletic director that does a lot of the scheduling, the games and the buses. Uh, who did that? Who did that for the junior high teams? I did. <laughs> you? Okay. okay. That was something I that kind of hit me. I'm like, you know, I never thought about that. Do what? I? I said, I just was always thinking about that with, uh, you know, that, that's quite an uh, undertaking for a coach to take on that that part of it too. So I was curious who did that, if you had help from like Bonnie, Han, or anybody like that, or Bonnie, you did it all. That's that's Bonnie. crazy
4: uh did some but I did most of the scheduling and uh we had contracts of course with teams and I hired the officials. If we had one cancel out last minute she she just to be on the phone and find somebody so Wow and that uh yeah, I know you guys didn't get paid it. for it. But <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> was yeah. going to say. Was there
0: anything? Yeah, you almost should have gotten an, another athletic director. Uh,
1: <laughs> well,
4: pay off. some junior highs pay an athletic director, but I just did it.
2: So, Coach, I, I've got hi, a Doug. question for you. Um, we were talking about this earlier, and uh, it kind of slipped my mind. After Mr. Thomas left, after my seventh grade year, this would have been uh-huh. you know before the eighty-seven, eighty-eight year. Did you have any assist, Did you have an assistant the the next year? Yeah, yeah. I, well, let me see. I might not have. Because uh, this would be Gary's church. seventh yeah, grade year, and Gary
1: can only remember you on the coaching staff that year. Right. Right? I
2: can't.
3: I was thinking maybe your brother coached us that year, but I don't really recall. No,
4: I never coached okay. my brother. Uh, he retired, and I never coached uh, dance Bowser either. Uh, well, I did I, track, but I didn't any basketball. You know, I saw. A I, of I years I, I did both. Seventh I, right?
0: I looked. Okay, then that one. That was because I looked up in the newspaper. And I saw a school board meeting minutes. Actually, it was the same uh, the same meeting that they hired Coach Kendall as the varsity mm-hmm. coach, and then it said that they yep. gave you know Richard Dixon will coach the junior high, and then and and it looked like possibly you got a raise from the year before. So we figured that uh-huh. you must have been coaching by yourself there.
4: Uh, I was for a couple of years. Yeah, I was. How'd you like, that, uh,
0: yeah. did you, how'd you like that having to do both games? And, and did you, did you like that? Or do you like having an assistant that handled the seventh grade?
4: Well, I, I would rather have an assistant, yeah. uh, because this may practice easier. If you're if coaching right. both seventh and eighth grades, it's kind of hard to, to scrimmage and do, uh, do yeah. the half court stuff. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of limited in what you could do, but, uh, yeah. So I, it was much better when I had a system, especially at the end. I had had um, Jeff Beard. He was a good guy. He, he knew basketball. And uh, Mike Sampson played at Reve. And Eric Aston, of course, was a, a star at Red Hill. So. Yeah. Did you,
3: like, uh, when you were coaching, I think we you taught us the flex offense, and I think maybe even Mr. Bowser had that, uh, Coach Bowser had that too. Did you ever talk to the varsity coaches, or was there any type of a feeder system, or was it – you just were kind of an independent you guys kind of just did what you wanted. You know,
4: I never did. I, I, I know a lot of schools do that. They coordinate between the varsity and the junior high levels, but I, uh, we never did that at Red Hill. Uh, they let me do my own thing. So, uh, I know a lot of schools play entirely man to man and I played both zone and man to man, you know? And, uh, that's that's why we did it. I and mean, it sparked out pretty good. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, and absolutely but I know for a fact, I mean, from personal experience, um you you always had your eye on getting guys ready Uh, because I I just remember somehow under the weird things, the way people grow, I was one of the tallest kids on my seventh grade team, obviously got passed up real quickly, but but (laughs) you figured that out because you said, I know he's one of the taller ones, but he's going to play guard because that's what he's going to play in high school. So did you just kind of keep an eye and kind of think about where kids were going to play in the next four years?
4: Yeah, I I did some of that. Uh, You know, you you could be kind of, Tall, like you say, as a young kid, but don't grow much. Don't don't grow much more as you get older. So
0: <laughs> don't I know it.
4: Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I did some of that. Uh, there at the end, my last uh, several years before it. After all, you guys were out there. Um, we would play about fifteen games in the summer every year. We okay. played at Greenville College. They had a summer camp. Yeah. Uh, Bunch of teams from the East St. Louis area, and all these was always over there. And uh, we played about 15 games over there. And uh, we went to Eastern one year, went to Murray State one year, Evansville uh, a couple of years. Uh, Mount Carmel had a camp in summer. All had a camp in summer. So we play, uh, like I say, about 15 games a summer. So we played, about was being we had during
1: regular season. So. Yeah, that that's things have changed a lot since you started. You saw the whole span of things through your 30 34 yeah. years. Um yeah, cuz when I mean we didn't play we only played we would have like those open gyms like in September and October before the season yeah. started, but otherwise we didn't really do any off-season work like when we were in school. Yeah. What what was the biggest coaching that
0: long? What was the biggest differences you saw in just in the kids and their games from you know Troy Reinhardt you know all the way through yeah. those last few years you coached?
4: Well, believe it or not, there wasn't much. Okay, I, I, people always say, uh, "Oh, you'd have a hard time coaching today," and I couldn't coach kids today. But I, that they don't understand these. These were good kids. they they, they were uh, they listened and. They worked hard. They had a good attitude. I loved it. Yeah, uh, and I, there wasn't much difference. Uh, uh, of course, the better teams had the better talent, and you know the teams teams worked so good didn't have much talent. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's the way it goes, though.
0: You know, coaching that long, I know you you obviously faced a ton of of opposing coaches. But I know you well. Just over Lawrenceville with Phil Wallsman was there oh, for yeah, a long Bill time.
4: Phil's good guy. Yeah. Who
0: was some of the coaches died, that you coached died against? Later,
4: yeah. Uh, well, a coach gets my brother, of course. (laughs) At Carmi, but uh, one of my favorite coaches of all time was Blair McGrew from Florida. He was just Mm -hmm. a class act. Uh, when when Robin died, you know he him the the four pups sent a card. Oh, nice. Uh, a sympathy card and uh uh Frank Rick Franklin from Molly. Uh, Coach Vaughn at the. Fairfield, uh Coach Coach Husk over at Salem, and yeah. uh, Matt Carmel had several coaches, but uh, Matt Lee yeah. was one of the coaches there. again. so, and that's
1: just one uh, other thing, Like like at that in the eighties, like when we were all in school, um, a lot and i've coached some junior high basketball up here in the bloomington area and this or not i live in the springfield areas where i did my coaching at but a lot of times a junior uh-huh. high position it kind of it's kind of a revolving door at a lot of schools it's a first year teacher a lot of times and or they want to yeah. get right to the varsity level or get on the high school coaching staff but one thing about those nec schools there were guys that were there like you and Larry McGrew and Rick Franklin and Phil Allsman. I mean, you yeah. were dedicated to that junior high program That's and weren't right. looking to um, move up or get out, get out of yeah. coaching. I mean, I, it just made for some great basketball and just yeah. um, those yeah. traditional programs, year in and year
4: out that same coach on the sidelines. It, it, it sure did. We were all there for the long haul. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Franklin and all they even, even continued coach after he retired and, uh, so, Is
1: Larry McGregor like still say, doing – I know he's still doing – he's on the radio. Is he still coaching junior high basketball?
4: Uh, no, I don't – know. he isn't. He retired before I, I did.
3: Okay.
4: Uh, I got good Larry McGregor's story. Uh, they were uh, – one year they were in seventh grade. We beat them to death. They weren't very good at all. So, <laughs> as you guys know – they were in our tournament to start of the year. Uh, I I oh, know what story's coming. I know what story's coming. So uh, I talked to Larry before the season, and yeah, we got this new player in. And he's, a, he's, he's about six one. He's from <laughs> up around Chicago. Uh uh-huh. he, I don't know if he can play or not. He may not be DJ. Yeah. Uh same <laughs> as Tim Locum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he scored forty four points and they beat us. And I I'd already count on that game. So.
0: And and I believe yeah. he had forty four rebounds that game as well.
4: I think he did. I think you're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, that was Brian's class.
0: So
1: Brian was, oh, was yeah. in that game. Yeah, so. blame blame me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. He was a he was a pretty good player. I think play he played Wisconsin, not Yes, he did. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He
1: I held the, he yeah. came in right with the three point line at Wisconsin, so he held the three point records for <laughs> I'm sure he's been passed since then, but he was a three point leader up there at Wisconsin. Coach, yeah. I
0: I am sure you, you wouldn't remember this, but it would have been well, it would have been the next year. So Locum's freshman year, um, he joins a pretty good squad at Flora already, yeah. and then he just added to it and they went to state that yeah, year. Again. But Right during the season, with it was Coach Brooks's first year, and they had a, basically a revolt on the team. Nearly every senior quit. There was only a couple uh, or three juniors. So here's Height and I. Height Baldwin and I started guard at Flora yeah. against this team. They pressed uh-huh. us into the fourth quarter. Height and I couldn't get the dang ball up the floor. And, uh-huh. and and listen, I love Pat Seed, but he would throw the ball into Height and I, and he got the heck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>
4: smart, <laughs> running. Yeah,
0: so we're facing yeah. this 2-2-1 zone. Everybody's over six feet. We can't get it across the half. I, uh-huh. This is no joke. I cried the whole way home on the bus. <laughs> what can I ask What. Score was it was a hundred and way too many to about 40. <laughs> Gary's got the dog tails. he could probably look it
1: up, but, but yeah, you know, but yeah, I would, look that up, 83 84 season. Gary. <laughs> um, while Gary's looking up, that, that was just another thing because I was talking about how you made it such a big time at big time atmosphere at the seventh and eighth grade level. I remember in seventh grade, we were sitting there before the round robin term. Obviously, the seventh graders didn't play in it, but you were talking to the eighth graders. I mean, you had Flora scouting. that was another really good Flora team, too. Because you were telling about Jim Locum and Curtis Lieb and all these guys yep. that we I mean, just these detailed. I mean, I was like coming in here. I mean, Coach Bowser was an awesome fifth and sixth grade coach, but I'd never been around someone with detailed scouting reports at that level. So yeah. kudos to you for all the work that you put into it outside of just the time, all the time in the gym, but all the time outside of the gym, too. Um, yeah, definitely um put the I, work in. I
4: took serious and I, I left every member that i i miss it i really do i still miss coaching and uh uh it's just a pleasure coaching all you guys you're a good young man and uh, uh I, I do i miss it, miss it terribly so. well by the
0: by the look by the look on Gary's face, I think he found the score so i'm gonna hit the breaking news <laughs>
3: <laughs> to a 14 point game early in the season. The oh, game that was before everybody is, quit. Laura 102 Res Hill 36. Oh, was pretty close, man. Oh, yeah, that was
0: that was much closer than I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know the I like I say, I know the press was still on it in late into the fourth quarter, so it was not, not very much fun. But you know, they didn't
4: show much mercy, did they? <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. Two questions I had about I was gonna ask about Tim Locum, uh, and then the other thing is did you ever play any place else in your playing career or coaching career like Flora with a carpet floor?
4: I never did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the only place I ever uh, coached. Uh, they had a carpet floor, actually. They've surely moved kinda, beyond that now, right? Kind of bad for <laughs> Rugburn, you know. <laughs> Got to go down with four and end up the rug Yeah, that Yeah, w-
0: so. and, and just the sound of that gym <laughs> yeah. was unique.
4: Yeah, yeah no, there was
3: much. You rely on the- <laughs> you rely on the sound of the ball bouncing off the floor and you didn't hear yeah, that. It, it, I hated that. It was no so I'll so never, so for, right?
2: I'll never forget that place. That was the, I think that was the first game. I think my first game in fifth grade, I think was, the yeah. was at floor at the, at that gym. It was just, it was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily they did get a new gym. So.
3: I can tell you one of my fondest memories and, you know, obviously seventh and eighth grade, but for eighth grade games, you know, it, they always kind of had like that, Big time feel to some of these. It really always felt like a Chip was talking about the Lawrenceville game. And I remember playing Lawrenceville at Sumner. And like I said, it was a pack. I know the gym didn't hold very many people, but just packed. And I remember shooting free throws and you could feel the force shaking from people kicking it. And it was amazing. Yeah. But one of my fondest memories from every game was that when it was, we would go back in before it was time to start the game, we'd be in the locker room. and. Uh. There would just be the numbers of the, the opposing players and your name next. So I used to love to go in uh, <laughs> my garden tonight, and I always loved it because you know we didn't know we didn't know their names except for maybe playing Lawrenceville. But it was, that was one of my, uh, my favorite things before the games, just seeing who was garden. I
4: garden. I can imagine those were wonderful memories. They those games against Lawrenceville were always that way. They were always packed, and oh, really they were always good games. things like that. Yeah. It seemed like when they were good, we were good and they weren't good we weren't good <laughs> that and makes we for good games split,
1: yeah.
4: Yeah. and i i just keep thinking of having
1: these junior high memories as gary says thing another thing i loved about junior high basketball i loved in eighth grade i don't know if everybody's class, but my class was like this gary's probably was too mm-hmm. uh, right where we had the name plates in the back of our oh, warm-up yeah. jerseys we had that piece of velcro i said so, i'm actually in my <laughs> classroom right now uh because i have better internet here but i uh I still have my Jamerson name I, Really, man, I, can't find, I switched classrooms this year. And I, it yeah. must be in a drawer, so it's not hanging up in here right now. Yeah. I hold it up for everybody else. But, um, but yeah, so that was
4: really cool, too.
1: Um, That's neat.
4: Uh, G- Gary, I got a, a story from when you played. Uh, sure. Bobby Stevens was in your class, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, absolutely. When we played San Joe at the beginning of the year, you might remember this. Uh, I do. I do big, know exactly where you're going. Big shootout with, with uh, Mike Rogers from Allman. Oh yeah, and uh, I think they both had about 30, 30, one or two points, and uh, we ended up winning the game by one point that year. So, it quite, quite a shootout yet?
3: Yeah, it was that early season round robin tournament, and we ended yep. up playing them for the championship. I think I just looked this up not too long ago. I think for a different podcast we were talking about. I think. I think it was like thirty-six to thirty-four. Rogers beat Bobby by two points, but we won the game. So yeah, yeah, Mike Rogers. Uh, yeah. he was a thorn to my side from that point all the way through the through high school, and then I was actually we played and I played for uh, baseball at OCC, and uh, we went down to uh, Austin P and played some other junior college, and he played for the team. So I struck out to Mike Rogers again in college one time too. So <laughs> he, had, he
4: even got in away from time. me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So since we're talking about Gary's team here and, and it's kind of a because I it's kind of an overall question but like was D Holloway, I consider him being one of the best players in Randall high school history but was no. was he as much a superstar in junior high or was he one that like really blossomed once he got to high school you know he
4: he wasn't he wasn't uh he blossomed a lot more in, in high school uh, he started of course and you know I I, re, I re, uh, regarded Bobby as being a better player and of course Gary and Scott and Shane Dozer, it's a good team. Uh, but I think he it, it grew, grew more, I think, after junior high. And, and I think uh, he became was, a better player, I think.
3: And he also had some injuries our eighth grade. I know that he was out. He didn't play our entire eighth grade season. I do know that. Okay, so. that's why I don't remember he, his name much. In but junior. he was a. you know, he obviously became his sophomore, yeah. junior, senior year. He became what he was, you know, so he definitely grew. I'll Great never coach. forget the super sectional. You guys lost and
4: oh, then they went ahead and won the whole thing so yeah uh, <laughs> one i'll never forget for sure <laughs> um it, my uh like this is long after you guys were gone but the last team i had that went to state we we went to we went to isa isa yeah when uh we uh joined little line and uh, so we uh with uh Curtis Anthony, uh which is Bill Anthony's boy,
2: yeah. mm-hmm.
4: uh Robert Young, uh Logan uh, Blair, uh Andrew Jones and uh uh Lus, Cameron Lus. Uh we beat uh, uh Paris Maywood, Paris Mayo in the regional championship, and then we beat uh, T-Town, that was a, heck a oh, wow. talk about atmosphere, that yeah, was the yeah, wow. T-Town at Casey, wow. and beat them by three points, and then we played at clono Unity in a state tournament, and we lost by three points, and we uh, had a shot at the buzzer. That from three points that went in that so oh wow and then they okay. went ahead and won whole things like spot, <laughs> and I think
1: yeah. they would I think they, that was their eighth grade because the year they were in seventh grade because I live up in the Bloomington Normal area I actually went and saw you guys I think you played two get you you won your first game and then played again like a, two days later when you played up at one of the junior highs in Normals because I got to see that team play as seventh graders I wasn't able to make yeah. it up for the eighth grade year because um my my, my mom and dad actually went but they um. Um I had a master's class at EIU. I was take so I didn't get to see that game, but um, uh uh-huh. yeah, so it was good it was good to see see you got to see you. I mean, I didn't I know what we didn't get to talk that day or anything, but it was it was fun to watch watch your team play there at the junior high state tournament when they were in seventh grade. Yeah,
4: they they were they were a good team, they really were. So
1: Yeah, I love uh, what Robert Young, great post player. I mean, I was so impressed with him in the post at that watching those
4: games. Can I mention uh my a couple of of accomplishments as were outside of basketball. Yeah, in my 08 softball team, oh, yeah. In second state. They uh, they won the, the sectional against Cumberland. Then they they won against the team from Peoria, a Peoria area. I can't remember the name of the team. Now we, we won by one run. Then we played uh, Mulberry Grove, and we won that game on a walk off in the seventh inning, four to three. And then we played the team for Lockport for the championship. They they beat us, but uh, Ashland Carr's the pitcher, and I had a, I had a nine eighth graders that year. They were oh wow, that's the, uh, the twins game. were on that
1: team, weren't they? The Paulins is that their last? Yeah, the, the name?
4: girls, yeah, sure were. Like uh, well, because you,
1: you're up in Bloomington, Normal again for that. Ge- I went to the championship game, so I was there. <laughs> I was there that evening for that game. So I've been a fan. I continue to follow you years later. So I made if you're in the Bloomington, Normal yeah, area, uh, if Coach Dixon's coaching, tater. I'm going
4: to be there watching. Didn't I think Taylor Paul played basketball at uh, Greenville, and Tory, I think played softball at Greenville. Oh, wow. okay. good. I had a state champ. The only state champion I ever had was in a four hundred uh, run. Uh, Tyler Sparks he won the four hundred at uh, in the in seventh grade of year ran a fifty three, about fifty three uh, seven something like that. Wow, which is smoking. Yeah, right, <laughs> he, yeah. He won the he won the four hundred in the state championship by. Several yards, really, and then he won, won the four hundred again in the eighth grade year. He went to run a, a fifty two something then, and uh, he finished second in one hundred both years. The first wow. year he just he I was at the finish line, and he just I actually thought he won, but yeah. they gave it to their kid, and it was about like a hundred seconds something like that. So how old was uh, he? What he was class, remember after. what class he was in. No, that would have been somewhere around, probably oh six, oh seven, somewhere. Okay, I
1: couldn't remember. Okay, I'd forgotten about him. All right.
0: Now, was Matt Shear the track athlete in junior high that he turned out to be in high school and beyond?
4: Well, I'm sure he was, but uh, you know, uh, Matt between uh, the year 2000 uh, between 1994, yeah. And 2000, I didn't coach
0: anything.
4: Oh, anybody. okay, okay, all right. I, 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 my Robin died, of course, and yeah. uh, I had uh, two young kids that were 8, right. 12 at the time that I was responsible for. So I didn't I, – I missed Matt. Okay. I missed Brandon Christie. I missed Eric Adamson.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, okay. And uh, I didn't pick – I didn't take up coaching basketball again until about the year uh, 2000 uh Dave Stoltz was the head coach. Okay. And he he taught me to take in the 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 junior high game. And I was already coaching softball, but Yeah. uh he he, he taught me to coach uh take the basketball. So.
0: You know, just thinking about track, you know, at least in my era. Did you ever have an athlete that was as just naturally gifted could go out and do anything uh without practice like Shannon Grismer? Grismer?
4: <laughs> yeah he was a good player. He was like a good, <laughs> good athlete. Well, Tyler Sparks was been, been that kind of kid. He used yeah. to he was just a a runner He, <laughs> he didn't matter where you put him yeah. or I just or I just remember he was a great player.
0: I don't know if it was in junior high. It may have been like early high school, but um I think it was eighth grade though. they didn't have anybody to run the hurdles, and Shannon had never done it. And, you know, that takes Done. a lot of skill. And he went out yes, and finished, like, second. <laughs> and he <laughs> was just basically running and stopping almost and jumping over them.
4: I had, I had a good hurler uh, one of the last uh, years I coached uh, Hawkins, Jeff Hawkins' boy. Oh, yeah. uh, Josh Hawkins, Josh Hawkins. Uh, he was a real good hurler.
1: And I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna go back to that D Holloway question. And now this one I'm really putting you on the spot. You pre- may have not prepared for this question. So if you don't have an answer, you can use D Holloway as your answer. Um, <laughs> but um, I was wondering because we know in junior high a lot of kids peak in junior high. They may yeah. stop growing in junior high, or once they get to high school they lose interest, or you know, you know Get into cars, girls, and so forth, as as they always say. But do you remember any junior high? Some players that at the high school level end up beside other than D, but you, like I said, you can use D if you want to. Um, that ended up having really good high school careers that kind of came out of nowhere that you didn't expect That's when they were question. in junior high. That may have sat the bench or something in junior high and ended up being really well, good in high school. He didn't set the
4: bench, but uh, Lance Smith comes to mind. He he was a heck of a high school player. Yeah. Uh in junior high he was he was behind Stacy and Clifford and and uh and was Ambrose Hart. was
1: Ambrose was pretty good in junior high, wasn't
4: yeah. he? Ambrose, yeah. yeah. Uh and quite Lance Smith comes to mind. I Lance her quite a bit and uh became a real good player. Yes, he did. I, yeah,
1: that's a good, because I remember, I always, because I always, you know, thought of Brandon growing up, and Brandon was two years younger, Brandon being more of the <laughs> basketball player, but it ended up in, I mean, they both had two of the best careers in Red Hill history by the time they got through high school.
0: Yeah.
4: They sure did. I was going to say, those, those, those kids were something special, and, uh, Brandon died way too young. And, yeah. Uh, sad and everything like that, but, you know, can't, uh, you have men. I got another funny story for you. Yeah, we got all night. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, this happened uh, since uh, since you guys were out there, but I had a, a team and we were playing at Albion, and my center's name was Cameron Peters, and during the game, uh, somebody knocked his contact off his eye. And so he found it, but he had to go to the locker room to uh, put it on. And so we we went ahead, and continued the game, everything. They were the locker rooms down the Albion were off the ends of the court, and they were they were they were playing. They were play, actually playing the game. Yeah. And some, somebody shot shot one for Albion, and missed. About that time, Cameron Peters came in locker room. So one of our players hollers for him, get back in here. So he runs onto the court in the middle of the game. That he gets a rebound nonetheless. There's six of us so on floor. No, the referees never noticed a thing. They didn't know the thing. But all of us, all the fans on out the inside were stand saying, They got six players on the floor <laughs> <laughs> They finally uh, they finally realize that gave is a <laughs> but uh, We, we won the game by one point in overtime, so. But I'll never forget that story about Cameron Peters. So. That's great. Yeah. I do. And one thing around. I like, I
1: can do a whole podcast on my on those seasons, my two years in junior high. And you seem to like you are sharp with on the memory of all those games that nineteen and two record, and we were fifteen <laughs> and two in seventh grade. So I'd love to have you back just to talk. And we might be the only two that listen to the show, and Gino and some people might be the only ones <laughs> listening to it. But uh, I'd love to just talk those. about that season some night because you seem to remember as well as I do, if not better.
4: Yeah, I, I got one for you. Uh, when I had uh, Brandon and Corey Ray and mm-hmm. Eric and, and Gene and and Matt, uh, R- Mount Carmel had Ryan Haywood yeah. at that time. And uh, the, his dad apparently wasn't too thrilled with Mount Carmel's coach. And he actually called me. And wanted to know what what it would take. to Get Ryan enrolled at Red Hill so he could play for me. Oh, really? <laughs> and I uh, I told him, well, you have to move to Red Hill. You know that's the right or let's play tuition or whatever it was back then. And uh, he called me a couple times, and uh, it never panned out. That he never came, but uh, at least he was considering uh, moving to Red Hill.
2: Okay.
1: Wow! And when well, you bring in Mount Carmel, so I'll just. Like I said, I'm not gonna talk a lot about those two seasons, but just one thing. I think one of your greatest coaching jobs during those two years is when we were in seventh grade and we get to school. And it's a Friday morning and we get to school. Brandon's sick. We were playing Mount, we got a game down at Mount Carmel that night. Brandon's yep. sick, Matt Gentry's sick, and I think Scott Piper was sick. I know it was three of them were sick. Um, yeah. so we had to go down to Mount Carmel. They, they had Brian Fox, um, was and um they and um, we ended up winning that. Chad hit a couple free throws, Chad Anders at the end, and we won that game with that. But I know I was scared to death because, like, I was like the ninth. <laughs> we pretty much had an eight man rotation, and I was like the ninth man. So I was yeah. like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing the math. <laughs> yeah. There's three people not here, so I'm, I've moved three slots up the bench here, and but yeah. we, we. We were, we were able to play that whole game with no substitutions. So I did not have to go in the game and well, we ended up beating Mount Carmel I'm, by like two points without Brandon that night. That was a, and they, they yeah. never beat us seventh grade through 12th grade, never beat us oh one time. Man.
4: That's pretty Those good. good that, that's a heck of an accomplishment right there. Yeah, so, yeah for sure.
0: Yeah. Coach, before we go, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to say something that, uh, that I've been thinking about for a long time. And, uh, you know, when we started this podcast, one of the beauties of it was getting to connect with people and, and connect the listeners with with players and coaches and things that maybe they hadn't thought about in a long time. And uh, I didn't realize something till I was an adult. And uh, back in my eighth grade year, You and uh, Mike Thomas took me over to a game at Vincent's University to watch uh, the men and women play. And uh, at the time, I, I thought you were, you know, just being nice and, and didn't really know why, but I was very happy to go, and we went and had, to, had a bite to eat and went to the game. It wasn't until i was probably 40 years old give or take that i realized why you did that um my mom and dad had just gotten divorced and i think you you probably and mike probably recognized that maybe i was having a little bit of trouble with it and um i think you guys got together decided to to take me to that game, and um, it took me a lot of years to be able to do this. And I, I'm, I'm, I just want to thank you for that. That meant so much to a young kid trying to figure things out. And I truly, truly appreciate. And I'm glad to be able to tell you thank you for that.
4: Oh. Well, oh, that's, that's, thanks, thanks a lot. I, I appreciate
0: that. You, you know, it, it was probably something that you thought to do, and, and you, you may have never thought of it again, but I know now as an adult <laughs> what you did, and I truly, yeah. truly appreciate it.
4: Well, I, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah.
0: Well, Coach yeah, Richard really... Dixon, you, uh, you've, you've done it all, you've said it all, and we truly, truly appreciate you coming on and, and, and reliving these, these stories with us.
4: Well, I loved every minute, guys. I appreciate it. I hope everybody that's listening does, and uh, just I, I hope all you guys have long, healthy lives.
0: Well, we appreciate well, that. Thank coach. you. For Same that, to so. you. It was, yeah, it was great was awesome. talking to you. Yeah, one, it was awesome one of my coach. all-time favorite
1: teachers, favorite coaches, and it's just it was so great to talk to you. And and um, yeah, we we may call you back again sometime if we you know if we have some other episodes that um, you could provide some input this might not be the last time we have you on the air but well, sounds good
0: coach richard dixon uh that was really really cool to talk to him
1: I knew it was going to be fun, but it was even it exceeded my expectations. You know, when you've coached thousands of kids and things like that, I didn't know if he would be able to remember little details. Like, I, I mean, I was away in junior high two years. It's easy for me to remember two years worth of information, but for him to—I mean, you could name a team and a player, and he can give you a story about them—an individual game. I mean, it was
3: yeah, he knew. He, yeah, his his memory was amazing to remember a lot of those things. He, he so knew actually, he knew the back. record. It was awesome.
0: Basically, I mean, he knew basically the record of that seventy-eight, seventy-nine uh varsity team that he coached
1: yeah that
2: was great yeah or new right away is
1: a 500 team as soon as you yeah. mentioned it and yeah, yeah. So, or seven just 79 a, 80. yeah 7980.
2: Yeah. just amazing though the level of you know the level of talent that he's coached at the junior high level really throughout his career but especially through that yeah that mid 80s early 90s rangers is our wheelhouse yeah and then he yeah. had some great then he had some great teams later on yeah right yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, the I didn't realize he coached all the way up to 2010, which
0: yeah, I didn't either.
2: Not not that long ago,
1: <laughs> and then obviously had. Pretty good softball team. Sounds like he still yeah. wants to do it. I mean, it yeah, sounds like yeah, if somebody right, offered yeah. him a job. I mean, Gary yeah. Wilsey's looking for an assistant. It sounded like on that That's last
3: right, We need to set that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I volunteered to coach Gavin's uh, feederly basketball team.
1: Maybe I can pull him out and help me out. So.
2: <laughs> he he sure. Probably.
1: I mean, he probably would do. I mean, he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. My, he, oh
2: yeah, super. Mike great. Ray Mike Ray's still at it. He could use an assistant coach, right? Yeah, there is. Yeah.
0: yeah, that'd be a long commute yeah. from Evansville Re- to Auburn. Reunite, uh, <laughs>
2: reunite. Uh, 45 40 40 over 40 yeah, bring yeah. Back I'd, lo- I'd love to
3: talk either to him or just us as a group at some point is some of the junior high players that were awesome in junior high but just never transitioned to the high school yeah like the other
1: way i went the kids yeah. that weren't awesome that turned i went yeah i was i had i've thought about that but uh i didn't want to i mean yeah he, <laughs> mentioned shane,
3: I mean, he mentioned shane dozer i think of jason shoulders i mean some of these guys yeah. that- That uh, Shane moved away but you know Jason was an amazing seventh grade and eighth grade basketball player because I'm sure
1: there's a long list of kids he had that already had hair on their legs in seventh eighth grade (laughs) that's usually the sign you go to a junior high game and you uh, see a kid yeah then you pretty much know that they're peaking
2: at that point well Chad (laughs) Chad Hill comes to mind from my class because he I mean he had started on
3: that team somehow he had a
2: growth spurt in sixth grade and basically went from went from the manager of the team to like the starting center overnight and it's not like it was a flash in a pan he kept that position for like four <laughs> years <laughs> and, no, then, and then once he i think he even i think even he started on the freshman team uh first year of high school but then when d got you know mm-hmm. when d got to high school then that was you know it's took, I, have, I have a funny like, memory of uh
3: of when I learned that Chad Hill was going to be starting on that team, I remember I was in Wal- Lawrenceville Walmart and someone shared the news that Chad was on the starting
2: five. I'm like, what? Chad? That was- yeah. <laughs> but he was a head, he was a head taller. And I mean, oh, look, yeah. look at our old pictures. He was a head taller than everybody else. Yeah. And I he probably hadn't grown an inch since. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, what what a great episode! And and you know, this was probably one we've teased as little as as any because we kind of wanted it. I don't know, sort of a surprise because I think everyone's going to be really happy with this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I agree. I, I, can't, I can't wait till. I mean, this is way after the fact now, but when we get to announce this, because a lot of people, there's some episodes they're looking forward to. But I think they're thinking more high school. I don't right. think yeah. this one's not really on their radar. Thinking of a legendary junior high coach, and I think they're gonna they're gonna love yeah. it. Yeah,
0: well, what? Just a great, great man, and we we truly appreciate his time. And that will wrap up another episode of the old school Red Hill podcast. We've got a lot of things coming up that we're planning over, you know, over the Christmas holiday and and you never know, we might pop up with a small show here and there uh, like we did the music episode, just kind of some special things like that and we've got tons and tons of topics to still cover. Thank you very much to all of our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Andrew's Insurance, People's State Bank, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Truly, truly appreciate your support. Boys, you got anything else?
2: Nope. Nope, I'm good. Have a great night, guys.
0: Well, on behalf of David King, Gary Emmons, Chip Jamerson, this is Brian Emmons. To tell you, we are Red Hill.
3: Good boy.